Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 28 of the IntelliCast Podcast. My name is Adam Jolly and joining me as always is Brian Lamar. Hey Adam, how's it going? A little bit extra hitch in my step today. Yes, you had a little lunch activity, huh? Yes. Um, First, I will say that IntelliCast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. Uh, You can reach us on Twitter, EMI underscore research, IntelliCast1. Um, If you'd like to email us, if you'd like to be a guest on the pod, if you have an idea for Mount Rushmore, if there's any news that we missed, you can reach us at IntelliCast, EMI-RS.com, and my own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly. So... You went like 1.5 there, by the way. Yeah. Listen to that on two times. Um, So we have this thing in EMI. One of the things that I wanted to do when I became president is implement like a more like focused on employee type thing. And so, which is, sounds like I'm blowing smoke, but we did this thing where we were like the week ofs. And so everyone in EMI gets a week of. And so on one day, you get like a blog written about you that goes to our website. It's like a more personal about you. There's a day where you get to pick all the music we play. On Fridays, we have happy hours. You get to pick the drinks. On Wednesdays, you sit in front of the whole company and we yell words at you that remind us of you. And on Tuesdays, it's lunch with me. And so this week is the week of Addie, Addie Curless. She's been with the company for a little bit over a year. Um, I think eight years in market research industry. She was acupuncture for that. She's super smart, super, super smart. Um, and, uh, she is super into fitness <laughs> and not fitness pizza in my mouth, <laughs> but sweating it up. And so she goes to lunch every day pretty much and works out. Um, she's got a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks. So I'll blame that Yeah, because love is blind and stupid. And so she is working out and I asked her, would you like to do lunch or I will work out with you at lunch? Yeah. She chose fitness. Yeah. And so today at lunch, I did an orange theory class. Yeah. And it is hard. Yeah. Man, I am. I feel good. Do, do you wear a heart monitor in these things? Yeah. So it so, measures your zones? Yeah. So the yeah. basic thing is that it gets like a baseline of what your heart rate is. And then you're pushing yourself through different cardio, basically cardio, I would yeah. say, type of activities to where you want to live in this like orange zone and kind of limit where you are in this red zone of yeah. heart rate. Um, so don't, don't, don't work too hard. You don't want to go too far. Don't work too Don't rest little. too much. Yeah. Right in this Be perfect in this little perfect little zone. spot. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically like 85% of your max heart rate or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, it was very hard. Um, started on a treadmill running and then like you push yourself a little bit go like one to two miles an hour faster than that and then you have like 90 second intervals of going one to two above that and then you come down and basically you're running in like a mountain type intervals throughout peaks and valleys and ooh, buddy yeah your man's is tired yeah um i didn't feel like i was going to throw up or anything i i knew that i wasn't going to beat her when i got there uh, they were like, what brought you here? And I kind of told them the story. Like, well, who is it? And I said, Addie. They're like, Addie Curlis? Oh, she's a monster. Don't try to keep up with her. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. So I knew she was going to beat me. But like, and I was just talking to uh, my strategic coach about this. And he was like, well, this isn't a good thing for you in that class. I was like, why is that? He was like, because there's scoreboards. Yeah. And you're going to constantly look. And like yeah. at minute 10, you're not going to think that there's 40 minutes right. left, 50 minutes left. You're going to think, why am I not number one? Right. You're, you're not going to celebrate. Out. Burning 600 calories and, you know, no. doing good things to your heart and your mind. No. no. You lost. Yeah. I <laughs> lost. I have pushed my entire time. Yeah. I'm I a it. mess right now. Yeah. But um, it was fun. I recommend yeah. everybody do Orange Theory. 
Yeah. There's a little, this, this segment's brought to you by Orange Theory. <laughs> Splat points. Yes. I know that I left. When I left, I had 20 because I had to leave early because I had an early meeting, um, which got me a stink eye from the coach. But I was only four splat points behind Addy. So I felt good. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. You know, I'm a man. That's good. Uh, 37. Feels good. Let's jump into some market research news. So, Brian. Yeah. This happened last week. Something that I think we batted around the office. It finally took hold. And that is that Focus Vision has launched a sample marketplace. Yeah. So Focus Vision, uh, formerly known as Decipher. Um, is a program and hosting software, a lot of field work type work. Uh, more Mainly think about it as a platform. Yeah. Um, they've always kept samples separately. They purchased a lot of sample for people that just like that one-stop shop. And now they're bringing everything in-house and having this marketplace similar to what you would find at a DIY type place um, at you would like a Lucid or a Pure Spectrum or a Scent, but that's built in now with the Focus Vision programming platform. Brian. Yeah. Is this good? Um, in some ways, it's probably good. Good for capitalism. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to the Focus Vision people tomorrow about this to see kind of what the details are. So at the risk of having to do an apology video or a retraction statement. That's what we're all about. Yeah. My opinion is this is a no-brainer for Focus Vision. Um, no-brainer for sample companies that are connecting with anybody and everybody. Why wouldn't you connect with a programming platform? Yeah. Um, so I'd like to know what's kind of inside it. Um What's the nuts and bolts? Whose sample is it? Is it proprietary? Um, is it kind of a kind of the novice person that doesn't know anything about sample? Are they just going to go for the cheapest sample? Um, so kind of what the details are. But I think generally it's good that all these companies are connecting and make it easier for people. Now we just have to make sure that people are making educated decisions. Are we going to? Yeah. I would, so we don't know yet, like, who is the sample going into it? Although we have to think it'd be some kind of programmatic yes. approach. So that it's probably cuts your the, stuff in half, right? It's probably the players you, Peanut yeah. Labs, Lucid, Scent, would be my, our top guesses, right? Do you know? Do we know what type of, are they doing any kind of blend or stack of who they're using? They no idea. Either, right? they, I bet they aren't. Yeah. And that would be something I would want to talk cool. to them about. Yeah. Maybe we could put them through like our research on research, kind of see how they score against other aggregates, right? Yeah. Man, come on. Ready to sell to you, Focus Vision. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm right here. I'm selling it for you. Uh, Where's Jamin? What, Jamin a bit has an opinion on this, even though he's divested himself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he does. I hmm, how do I feel about this? Uh, well, I don't want to come down too hard because I would like to think in two minutes, I'm, in two years, I'm doing the same thing, <laughs> right. right? Like, right. like, like, to save this soundbite. Yeah. Having a one-stop shop for field work is great. Um, but so I don't want to come down too hard on it, but I think it goes back. Like you were saying, it's like, what is the, the choice, um, that the buyer has, right. Right. And what are the ingredients into it? Right. Right. Uh, better ingredients, better pizza sample, Papa, Papa John sample. By the way, we've been customers of Focus Vision for many years. So we're partners with them. We like them. We like their platform. Yeah. Don't undercut us. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, yeah. Next piece of news. Yeah. Um, did you see this one? Marcus, Market Vision launches proprietary survey solution to meet the needs of the blind and visually impaired. What I, does this mean? I had not seen that, by the way. Are we joking? Is this is fun, right? <laughs> this is fun little jokes. Did you see this news? I, I had, didn't see this one coming. I hadn't seen or heard is this. Is this cold? Harsh? I don't know. Um, what a, this is awesome. You know, local company Market Vision, we know them really well. They're friends of ours. Uh, the, uh, our presidents, well, our 
former president and their yeah, current former former president, president are, right. are best not friends. Me. Um, not me. So we have um, a good relationship with them. I think this is great. I mean, how can you not like this? Because, um, I mean, we, we don't have very many blind and visually impaired people taking surveys online. And so this is, this is amazing. We saw a little demo of what Microsoft is doing mm-hmm. um, at IAX, I think it was. Yeah. And so I'm glad that the industry is making inroads on anybody that has any disability can take any survey. That's, mm-hmm. That should be the goal. Yeah. And this is a step in that direction. I think this helps a lot more than just the blind and visually impaired is that it makes surveys easier for almost everyone. Yeah. And so I go back into like the smart speakers, yeah. which is something we've talked about. I've talked with Roddy about in the past. And so is there something you can do that, yes, will help blind and visually impaired, but also just make it easier to take surveys? You know, like if I could take something, you know, if I could speak it to Alexa and not have to sit at my computer and read and go through boxes and stuff, similar to what we saw at IAS with what Microsoft does, um, I think you'll just get more survey responses. I don't know about better yet, but more survey responses. And I think that'll be more representative of everybody, right? Absolutely. And so I'm I'm super happy with this because this isn't like a Microsoft launching this. This isn't uh, Qualtrics launching this. One of the big, this is Market Vision, which is, I mean, they're a pretty decent sized company, yeah. top 50 market research company, but they're not Nielsen or, or you know, sure. Ipsos. That's awesome. Very innovative and uh, a really awesome move. Um, so let's move on. Hey, do you know what came out this week? What, what's that? A new podcast on the IntelliCast <laughs> Podcast Network. Um, it's called Poll Party. Um, episode one dropped, out, dropped yesterday um, with your host and friend of the pod, Adam Dietrich. You know, I saw this. On, it's on the IntelliCast. If you use an iPhone like I do and you're using iTunes and the podcast app, then it just kind of showed up one day, right? Yeah. I bet a lot of people listened and like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. And maybe they thought it was awesome. Hopefully. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's expanding uh, what we're doing for podcast. Um, mainly, I, I am looking at informing people about EMI and informing people like what we can do just like I would with taking surveys, right? There are yeah. going to be people that want a phone call from a sales rep. There are going to be people that want like a DIY approach and just give me the data. And so there are going to be people that want us to come to their office and go through a 20 PowerPoint slide um, or want to talk on the phone in and, and, you know, shoot the uh, breeze. Yeah. Yep. That's word. <laughs> try not to say, try not to cuss. Um, or, you know, there's going to be people that want to engage in podcast. Um, Dietrich is an expert at, um, a lot of polling. And I guess that's, that's one thing I will say, like, if you're wondering where we lean or if there's a slant is that we don't even talk about topics. Yeah. Like we're not talking about policy. We're not talking about like, who do you think is going to win or who's going to win? Uh, who do you hope wins or anything like that? We're just yeah. talking about like, you could replace it with nuts and bolts, right? right? Replace the, what is happening with polls? How accurate are they? What should we be attention, pay attention to? What matters to people? Yeah. Um, so there's a huge section on like likability. There was a huge section on like what's going to happen with the next Democratic debate. I think there's nine candidates that are yeah. eligible now. Um, and Dietrich knows his stuff. And I uh, was the guest on the first podcast. So it was kind of cool. Only because somebody canceled, but hey, <laughs> I was there. That's, that's what I like about it is that, Dietrich, this is his life. It's his passion. And so this is a, a common, easy next step for Adam to do is just do a podcast because he loves this stuff and he lives, eat, sleeps, breathes it. So if you're into kind of public opinion and polling, kind of that APOR kind of stuff, I think this might be for you. Yeah. And how about that artwork? <laughs> Pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Now, where, where can you see the artwork? On our Twitter? On the Twitter? Uh, it, eventually, it's going to have kind of its own feed, right? It does have. It will have its own feed, but you can get to its Twitter at Whole Party Pod. Are you trying to be on the podcast right now? A little bit. 
<laughs> poll party pod is Twitter. at poll party pod that's p-o-l-l-p-a-r-t-y-p-o-d uh thanks so much they, they, they didn't have to put a one at the end of that huh <laughs> see sometimes you, you have certain allocation of resources a day if you're <laughs> producer brian where do you put all your resources not with a telecast that's just the telecast yeah. one. We're already like old news. Yeah, the stepchildren of yeah, the like telecast awesome podcast. graphics. They got a phone number, which is kind of we never had a phone number. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a Twitter account with a, huh. a number in it. Huh? <laughs> huh? I bet you they'll have T-shirts soon. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been talking about T-shirts for a year. We don't have a T-shirt. No, I had to get other than some other Yahoo made me a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, someone had to make us a T-shirt. Ah, uh, <laughs> all right. Well. Keep working. Yeah. Who knows? Put that up there. Like, number one, get a green book award. Get yes. on the grit surveys. Number two, get a producer that respects our podcast. <laughs> there you go. Life goals. Um, let's do a Mount Rushmore. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, so we <laughs> – oh, man. So we've been talking about – Mount Rushmore categories that might be weird. And so we've been really on Mount Rushmore categories and they, they have been weird. Yeah. But the idea, the thing that I love about Rushmore, Mount Rushmore is, and this is kind of the thing that they do, uh, you know, so we told, kind of stole Mount Rushmore idea from part of my take podcast, uh, which now I'm like, eh, why did we steal that? Barstool's kind of slimy. Uh, but then it also always has to me like a David Letterman top 10 list type feel. Yeah. And you start to wonder, and like there's in the back of your mind, the joke is always, how do you rate these things that yes. are unrateable? Yeah. Right? And so we wanted to go really to like the max of that. What is yeah. something that we could rate that is so objective? Yeah. That are subjective. We have a really good one that we're that not you doing. Be, no. Well, we're saying that one. <laughs> that you could be like, this is so absurd, but you know what? I get it. Yeah. And so this week, your Mount Rushmore is Mount Rushmore of years. Yeah. You want to start off? Yeah. I'm going to change mine. Okay. I'm going to go with 1980. Ooh. Because if 1980 is your birth date, it's easy to, to know how old you are. It's just basic math. So if it's 2017 and the year is 1980, boom, 37. That's good. That's, that's good. My, that's my number one, 1980. Also acceptable in 1990. Um, <laughs> you know it would have been? A really good bit right here. If we just ping ponged back and forth, shouting out years and never gave lies. <laughs> yes. Right? If I was just like 1984, you're like 82, I was like 78. <laughs> we just went back and forth and never gave a lie and be like, so if you'd like to give us more Rushmore ideas, reach us out and tell the cast one. Yeah. Uh, lost opportunity. That's Cut my it. number one. Cut it. Stop working for the other podcast to give us some better ideas. Um, my number one is 1985 um, because that was uh, Michael Jordan's rookie year. Uh, the first year Jordans came out, 1985 Chicago Bears. Great time to be in Chicago. Yeah. Like, what, 1985, probably really awesome walking down Michigan Avenue. Yeah. Um, I love the city of Chicago. And so I picked 1985. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good year. Thanks. My number two is 1984. Um, 1984, and here's why. Music, you had When Doves Cry by Prince. You had Born in the USA. You had the Los Angeles Olympics in 84. Didn't Thriller was, come out in 84? What's that? Thriller come out in 84? Thriller came out in 84. Yeah. Um, the Los Angeles Olympics, which kept me up late at night, which was an amazing Olympics. Listen to the movies that came out in 1984. Ghostbusters, Terminator, Karate Kid, Indiana Jones, Beverly Hills Cop. That's crazy. Every one of those had sequels. 
the Doug Flutie Heisman year. Oh my gosh. I went to the 1984 World Series of the Detroit Tigers, and that was a seven game series. The Celtics beat the Lakers. It was just like a, yeah, just a little bit pre Jordan when the Celtics Lakers were just dominant with magic and, yeah. and all those guys. 84. Uh, next is the year 2000 uh, because of Y2J. Um, <laughs> no, Y2K. Y2J is a wrestler, by the way. That is where, again, we've talked about this before, where I believe something, so it has to be true. I thought it was Y2 Jolly for a second. I thought you were like, why? I missed an opportunity. Yeah, I thought that's what you are doing. Uh, I turned 18 in the year 2000. I graduated high school. I went to college. I became a man. Yeah. Um, year 2000. Okay. I'm going to go with 1998. That was the year I was 27 years old. Really good music. And I think the year when you're 27 years old is the best year of your life. So any young kids out there, 27 is the best year of your life. 20, just, you know, you, you it's like you're still young enough. You can go to bars. You go out. You have some spending money for the first time in your life. You're starting to kind of get a foothold in a career, but you're not like old 27. So 1998 was that for me. I get that. I like that. Yeah. 27, 28 is like the thing. It's, yeah. That, yeah. That late, mid to late 20s. You've got things like, a little bit figured out. Still lost. Yeah. Hey. But you have some money to actually, you know, you're not like, you know, eating ramen noodles every night. You got some money mm. to spend. You can go to Vegas if you want. First year I went to Vegas, I was 20. Yeah. That's yeah. about right. Huh. Uh, next for me is 1963. <laughs> uh, Kennedy assassination. <laughs> yeah. You guys, civil rights at a. Fever pitch, yeah, I would say. Um, a really good conspiracy theory started in 63, the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, right? So that's where I'm at, 63. Okay. I'm going to go 2012. That was more personal reasons. Um, I drove to the Kentucky National Championship in New Orleans. It was just, I think 2012 was a really good year for sports. I just had a fun time that year, so I'm going 2012. Uh, last one for me, <laughs> 1976, because I think that is peak Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. 1976, like that. If you look, go around and look at like building age, like the little like cornerstones, a lot of 1976s. The Big Red Machine had us on top of the world. Baseball was the biggest sport in 76. The the Reds had won their second national, uh, second World Series in 76. Yeah. Um, really, Cincinnati at its peak yeah. is 1976. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's why I'm here. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, um, not our best. I think it was pretty good. If you have a year that stood out <laughs> to you as maybe the best, you know, the best part is I'm looking at other years that I didn't write down. Like, and then I don't have any, there's no notes. I just wrote down. I could have made up half of that. Uh, what are your Everglades? Worst year. Worst year. Um, 2001 was scary because of 9-11. <laughs> that was a bad year. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Um, <laughs> um there's some late seventies. You pick, I think 77, 78 was pretty bad. Seventy nine, pretty bad. Yeah, you know, we kind of a big recession. Oil prices, gas prices were high. Yeah, uh, it's kind of before <laughs> the modern era of sports. Yeah, eighty six is bad. Uh, yeah. Coming off of the eighty four and eighty five high, <laughs> uh, ninety five was bad. Um, I turned thirteen. My parents got divorced. I was really awkward. Rough year. Yeah. Two thousand five. Kind of a weird. Yeah. Um, it was my fifth year in college and I had no, um, this reminds me of a segment, but I had no idea when I was going to graduate and I was in my fifth year of college. Yeah. And my parents were like, what are you doing? Are you going to join the military? Rough year for Adam. Yeah. 2005. Okay. Uh, 
it reminds me of a worst year ever type segment. That would be a great thing too. Um, anyway, yeah. that's it. There you go. Every light's done. Um, let's go into our segment of the week. Yeah. And so we've been sitting on this for a little while, yeah. uh, kind of waiting for a mid August, late August, like when it's kind of the lulls and we don't have a lot of news going on. Uh, we batted around and we'll probably still will do like a predictions for the market for the second half. We'll do a, you know, a fourth quarter push type thing. And like, what's a big thing in the industry and maybe some news will drop like, um, Dynata buys focus vision or some <laughs> crazy thing. Uh, or somebody bought Dynator or somebody like that for the rest of the year. But um, this is going to be a little bit about us yeah. right? and more so about you. Um, so it, it, this happened, like a lot of this started happening a little bit over a month ago. Um, this story that you're about to tell, and it really, I think it's an awesome story. And I went to you yesterday, we we're trying to fill it. And I was like, hey, how would you feel about talking to this on the pod? Yeah. Um, and I actually brought you into another room, which normally I never do. Like, <laughs> right. I just say everything for everybody. But that was, was like, nice. You didn't want to make me uncomfortable. Right. But I was like, is this, is this something you want to talk about? You're like, yeah. yes, I've been wanting to do this. This is great. Yeah. This is awesome. So um, let's jump into it, Brian. Um, tell us your story. What happened uh, yeah. in July of this year? So. For those still listening, after that wonderful number of yeah. years, maybe we should have held that one off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this is—it's kind of an interesting story. About stay with me here, hang with me. Do not stop the podcast. About twenty-seven years ago or so, I was dating a girl, and she found out she was pregnant. And we had broken up when she found out she was pregnant, and we decided um, to give this child up for adoption. Right. And so um, I think that was a pretty mature decision. I was a young kid and um, we weren't dating any longer. We had no interest in dating at all. We didn't work getting along. So we, we had an open adoption and I'm not an expert on adoptions, but at the time, and this was in Kentucky, we picked the parents of this child and we picked the parents. The child was born. I was there. Um, the what was that? Was there. Yeah. What was that process like as far as picking out the parents? Like, well, did you go through binders and stuff? A little, yeah, we went through yeah. binders. But before that, it was an interesting story. I don't, if, I don't know if I've told everybody this, but we found an attorney. This is in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. We found an attorney that said, oh, well, I'll handle this whole thing for you. Yeah. And we were talking to him, and he's like, at the end of when the baby's born, we're going to give Tracy, the mom, $10,000. And when you're young and not very wealthy and you're like a lot of money. 19 years old, $10,000, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, then about a month before the child's born, a detective knocks on our door, and I was there, and he says, oh, you're a victim of like a scheme to sell this baby in the black market. What? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I don't know if I've told everybody this. And so um, they asked us to wire a wire and to talk to this attorney to entrap this guy. Now she's eight months pregnant. We're already a lot of anxiety around giving up this baby. Right. Also easier to hide the wire. (laughs) Right. Yes, absolutely. Walking close. (laughs) Nice. Good. Um, We decided not to wear a wire. Um, we started from scratch with we Louisville. We found, um, the best, uh, supposedly the best kind of adoption attorney in Louisville, yeah. which is like an hour away, by the sure. way, this is part yeah. of the story. Um, found an attorney in Louisville, went through the binder, picked out the parents, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like we knew that they were both had graduate degrees. One was an attorney. One was a small business owner, I think. And one went to UK, one went to L. We thought it was cool that they lived in Louisville. They were more fluent than we were, right? I couldn't sure. afford to raise a child. And I was kind of a numbskull at this point. I dropped out of school to, for, because of the stress around this at yeah. the time. And we decided to give the child. As part of the were terms, you at Kentucky at this point? No, I was not at UK. I was, okay. I'd been in Western Kentucky and oh, I was right. in between. Yeah. And so as part of the terms of this adoption, um, the parents... Uh, agreed to send us like pictures for the first two or three years. And we knew his name. Um, they sent us pictures about every six months or so. Sure. Um, and then 
just kind of lost touch. I mean, I knew his name. Uh, we didn't know if, if he knew anything about us. Now, fast forward to this summer. Um, I know his name, but I've never, nobody's ever seen him or know anything about him. Um, and then uh, my mom, by the way, is retired and she works at a hospital in Elizabeth, Kentucky. She volunteers in the gift shop. Right. This is an hour away from where this child was born. Right. And so he walks in, well, uh, someone walks into the gift shop yeah. and my mom recognizes him and it's, it's him. And she goes, excuse me, is, is your name Connor? And he goes, yeah. And kind of a weird look, right? Yeah, he goes, sure. Were you born October 19th, 1992? And he goes, yeah, that's really weird. How do you know that? And my mom said, I'm your grandmother. Whoa. And so, which is kind of crazy. Um, at the time, I, I've since figured out she did a little bit of light Facebook stalking. So she kind of yeah. knew what, she, what he looked yeah. like. Yeah. But it was kind of weird because that was the first time in our interaction. He didn't know her name or my name or anything. And so for 20, 30 minutes, they had like a reintroduction. They hugged. They took pictures. People were kind of crying because it's kind of a crazy story, right? Sure. Yeah. He's 26 years old, didn't know his birth family at all, yeah. and runs into his grandmother like, randomly at a hospital an hour away from, he live, from where right. he lives. And so since then, we've kind of reintroduced ourselves to his lives. I've met him multiple times. He stayed with me this past weekend. Yeah. And um, – He's an awesome. The best part of the story is was kind of the right decision for us. Yeah, was the adoption because again, I was not doing. I was a little kid, right? Yeah. And since then, I turned. I'd like to think I turned out okay, and he he definitely turned out okay. He right. he had great parents that raised him. He went to one of the best schools in Kentucky. Went to Saint X High School. If you know that, yeah, it's one of the it's a private school in Louisville. It's just a great school. He had a scholarship to Auburn, and I was in graduate school now for um, bio, biological statistics. Yeah, which is kind of interesting and. You know, we've, since we've met, we drink the same beer and we're kind of, I think our personalities are very similar. So it's like a whole nature nurture thing. Yeah. But I think we're getting pretty close and he's going to be part of my life, which is kind of crazy yeah. in so many ways. Because two months ago, I would have never, I mean, I knew he existed, but I didn't think there yeah. was ever an opportunity. So I mean, how often did you think about it? Like, um, was it like a birthday often. type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, every once in a while, my mom, this is her only biological grandchild. She's gone kind of crazy over this I thing. She's trying that. to yeah. relive 26 years that. of last time with him, which I would too, probably. And so it's the be- that's the best part is that my, my mom is back into his life as well. Yeah. Um, but the weird part was I've never told these stories before. Right. Yeah. So I mean, my, my friends that were around then knew this. Yeah. But these stories have been kind of like bottled up. And I've, I don't, it's like I talk about sure. child up for adoption. When's it come, often, up? Right? Right? it come up? Right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, all, this, all these stories and memories are coming back. It's right. Just, it's just, in some ways, it's very weird, but it's also kind of cool. Yeah. Um, especially again, because he turned out so well. And um, he's a smart guy and he's a good guy. So I would, I would, be, I would hope to be friends with him if, if, you know, it wasn't the situation that it is. How, um, uh, how is like like has anything changed for you over the last month or so? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, how does it feel? Like you wake up different, you go to bed different. Like well, how does it feel? It's yeah. weird. I don't know. Like 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 you're a father yeah. and you you have children that share your DNA and you can probably see part of yourself in them. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, you've seen it from probably a very young age. Yeah, and producer Brian as well. Two young children. Um, I, I it's weird for me, and I don't know how to explain it other than I can kind of see that. Yeah, but I missed like the 26 years before. Sure. Yeah. So I see, and everybody sees it. Like if we're around each other and like my wife and his girlfriend and my mom kind of see it, my brother yeah, um, kind of see it. Um, it's weird and it changed my life in that, I mean, I feel like he's part of the family and he can, he, I mean, he can come over when he pleases Yeah, and then we're going to hang out and we're trying to make plans hopefully for like a holiday this year, like Thanksgiving maybe to see each other. 
Um, so it's it's like adding a whole another part of your life. Yeah, which is kind of weird. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, well, fatherhood means a lot of things to a lot of different people, right? And, yeah. Um, I always remember, like, um, I think in my mind, and this is probably something maybe he's dealt with too, like you reach to a point in life and you're like, well, what are your parents now? Right. Yeah. Cause like, obviously your parents like mold you and build you up to be somebody. And like, you are the product of them a yeah. lot of times when, by the time, and that's the nature versus na- nurture thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but, um, I remember my dad telling me when I was 27, 28, that like it never, you never stop fathering. Like you never yeah. stop being a parent. Absolutely. Um, and I never, I never believed that um, yeah. until I had kids. Yeah. Honest. Like I, I always thought, well, I've got my stuff and I've figured this out now. Right. Yeah. And, like you don't have to answer anybody. And so like, I think about that um, as you've told me this story about how much more of like, uh, I don't think you've ever like lacked a purpose or a passion or anything. Those are yeah. two things that like, I su- like supremely admire about you, but man, yeah. it's, it's like adds a lot, right? Yeah. It adds a lot. Yeah. Um, in so in so many different ways. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I had this like gap in my life that all of a sudden is here. Maybe it's a good way to put it. Right. Like it's always been kind of been there, but empty. Cause you never had any other kids or anything. No. Well, yeah. I mean, we, my wife, we have a 17 year old John. Oh yeah. 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 And so he's, part, he's obviously, and part he's of been a part of your life. I mean, he's been part of my life younger. for yeah. six, yeah. six plus years. Right. Um, yeah. But it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> and it's at first, when I first met him, I'm like, okay, I'm not sure how long this will be, right? It might right. be the only time I ever see him. So it was like, here's all the genetic stuff you need to worry about, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I have belly issues. So if you have belly issues, go see a doctor and, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. And I have bad eyesight. So, you know, if you see this and I have arthritis and, you know, all these sure. things and I'm you have any allergies. Okay, I don't have any allergies. All right, cool. Right. But then it was like, we're just bonding on like normal stuff after that first right. initial like, you know, like here's the genetic stuff you might want to worry about or think about. Right. Right. And then now it's just like normal stuff. So we just kind of hang out. Yeah. I always think about like, uh, I was talking to a guy the other day, actually you came up outside of, I was talking with a a neighbor the other day. Yeah. And he was like, you ever think like the only thing we have in common is that we live next door to each other. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it is kind of the only thing we have in common. Right. Uh, but you choose yeah. to build a relationship with somebody. Like yeah. you choose to have something more with that. And it's the same thing here. Like you could come into this office and the only thing you have in common with somebody is Mike signs your check. Right. Right. Um, but if you choose to have more, and I think that is a big part with you and your son now, right? Yeah. Like the only thing you have in common is blood. Yeah. But you're choosing to do more with it. And man, I think that's the greatest thing in the world. You've, uh, it's really cool. Everybody in this office has, or everyone that hears the story has been kind of touched by it. And uh, knowing who you are and somebody that just like bubbling cup run over type thing with passion and purpose and love and stuff. And I just, just uh, it's been awesome, man. I'm glad oh, you shared this. I oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, if you have any questions, yeah, call me, text me. Call it's, text. it's kind of a weird story, but I'm happy to share it. It's yeah. fun. It's an awesome story. It's an awesome story. Um, That'll do it. <laughs> Let's call it a close. Uh, so uh, we got some conferences coming up. Coming up in September 11th through 13th, Brian, you will be at the Insights Association GLC in Detroit. Yes. Um, it should be an awesome local conference, right? Yeah, I think so. I saw the speaker list of Detroit Pistons. Someone from the Detroit yeah. Pistons is speaking. And, you know, a lot of the local regional companies will be there. They're pretty big companies, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, and then October 22nd through 24th in Orlando, Florida, will be Tony Brown and myself at the CRC, also brought to you by the Insects Association. I'm excited for it. I have never been to a CRC. Um, I, awesome. So I'm pretty excited to see what happens with that and also what type of shenanigans of Disney I can sign my kids up for, <laughs> uh, either before or after the conference. Um, and then there's another conference coming yeah. up that we were talking about um, coming up in October. 
Um, and that is the Insights Marketing Day. Uh, Green Book is putting this on. It's called the IMD. It's in Denver. Um, it's October 10th. Um, it's a one-day conference, um, but it's a lot of it is for marketing and different people with insights. So you'll have speakers, you know, Pris- uh, Priscilla McKinney of Little Bird uh, Marketing will be there. Kristen Luck is going to be there. Jam in uh, Brazil is going to be there. Jam in Brazil is going to be there. Uh, Trisha Houston from MMR is going to be there. Like there are some awesome, awesome speakers. Um, it's a very inexpensive uh, conference. Like, yeah, getting to Denver might be a little bit tricky, uh, but it should be an awesome conference. And I, I I really recommend that if you are in marketing uh, in the market research industry, if you are in some kind of insights position, um, it should be a lot different than what we're typically. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of sales. There's not going to yeah. be a lot of push. This is a learning conference. Yeah. Um, and I trust everyone that's involved with it. Um, they're just awesome people. And yeah. I think just being around there, like I couldn't imagine sitting in a room with, you know, Jamin and Trisha and Priscilla and Kristen and not walking away feeling like a million damn dollars. Right? Absolutely. Jamin is doing, I think it's 11 mm-hmm. tips for a podcast, six, seven tips for a podcast, six, five, six, six tips for a podcast. Yeah. So he's doing some sort of yeah, tip. six tip for a podcast. And that'll lead you up into October 11th in Boulder. I will be hosting a webinar. Um, it's oh. called seven tips to better have your best. Po- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, just always trying to one up Jamin. That's why Kobe was 24. He had to be Jordan plus one. You know, that's where I'm at right now. That's true. Um, that'll do it for episode 28 of season two of the IntelliCast podcast. As always, brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach us uh, via email, IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Uh, on Twitter, EMI underscore research, IntelliCast one on Twitter. You know, personal Twitter is Adam Jolly. And uh, as always, please go and check out the Poll Party podcast um, and its Twitter feed at Poll Party Pod on Twitter. Uh, Brian, anything going on? Anything going to close up? Nope, that's good. I think that's good a good show. episode. Good show. Awesome. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.